so yeah the, the first thing obviously it's the biggest news story and you guys talked about it for for the great majority and there, there's not too much ground to, to talk on but yep. just keep, keep praying for for hamlin demar hamlin uh keep there was that good news that came out this morning and it appears to be trending in the positive direction which is all you can all you can hope for that it keeps getting better and better and and that's really all we'll say about the situation before we move into just talking about about the the nfl and, and everything like that and they you guys talked about this on your show, or on, on Tom's show, off the bench, about what what it means for the Bills Bengals game for, to not be played. Which the NFL hasn't gone out and said that the game's not going to be played at all. No, they, they keep pushing pushing it back and just saying it's just not going to be played. It's a future us problem. Yeah, it's it's not going to be played. But I think if you can you know read between the lines, it seems most likely. That the game's going to be taken as a no contest, right? That's sort of reading the tea leaves right now, but you feel like maybe if they can figure out a way to push it back with the conference championships in that bye week, that they that they might try to get it done. Now the same the the question then is, if I think, and you can't do this, and this is the problem, that I bet the NFL would love to know if the Chiefs win or lose this Saturday, right. because if the Chiefs win this Saturday. Wait. If the Chiefs lose this if Saturday. If the Chiefs lose this Saturday, then you then gotta Pandora, play this game, right? Pandora's box is open because if the Bills and Bengals win, then the winner of the Bengals-Bills game is the one seed. You got, if the, yeah, you gotta play it, right? If the Chiefs lose, you gotta play the game. Now, I know they're playing the Raiders, but if they lose, you, you gotta find Raiders a way to good. play it, right? I don't know. It's to, I don't envy any of the decision makers in New York right now. Right, and then there's no, there's no. If they do play it, there's no way to structure it within the schedule that makes sense, right? I mean, like you can do a four day break, you know, play. They play on Sunday, then they play Thursday night football, and then the playoff game. Whoever plays is played on a Tuesday. Like none of it makes sense, and and that is the most true thing you can say is. I envy no one in this decision-making. Well, do you remember back in COVID when we would get these random games on like Tuesday or Wednesday and got the games were getting postponed all over the place and they just played when they could and you made things happen. You made adjustments. You knew you had to be flexible and you just made it happen whenever you could happen. Maybe that's what has to happen here. I don't know. There was that one Tuesday during the COVID year where they had a full slate of one, four yeah. and seven, seven o'clock Tuesday slate of games. But if they call this a no contest, then the Bengals win the North. Right. Either way, it kind of looks like the Bengals are going to win the division. So let me, let me ask all of us this. If they, if they come out today and say it's a no contest, and the Bengals, that means they clinch the North, what do they do about playing this Sunday? Like, do, do they play the game? Like, do, do, they, do the starters play, I guess, is what, what you're coming off. Because if the starters don't play, then that's two weeks off. Because they really didn't play this Monday. Do they play? Is, is the simple question. I don't think they would because they'd be locked into the three seat. So why would they have to play? They'd be playing for nothing. But you, can't, you don't want to take two weeks off. Trace, Brandon? I don't think they play. I mean, I don't, I don't see the benefit of it. They've played a full, full NFL season besides, you know, a quarter or three quarters and, another, and then another game. I just don't see the, the rest. They're beat up. I mean, I would take – I take the rest and go into the playoffs fresh. If you if there's no advantage to playing, which 
maybe they play a drive, but I, I don't even think that happens. Yeah, I, you've heard my take on this for a while, right? I've been I've been begging the Bengals to find a way to get their guys some rest. Um, it just so happens, though, like you said, Reed, they kind of got the rest in a little bit of a weird way. Right. And then now you certainly don't want to be in a situation where you feel like you sit too long because mm -hmm. that's been a thing before in the past where right. you've, you've had you've had teams, and this is where my, my memory is uh, failing me a bit, but I'm sure someone in the chat or you guys will remind me, I believe that – you know, there was an undefeated team or maybe even the Colts back in the day decided they were going to take a break or rest a couple weeks in a row because they had, you know, a bye week or whatever it may have been. Long right. story short, they went out and I think they might have lost the first game. So at the end of the day, I think at this point it's going to be a situation where they're going to play the first half and then they'll rest just so they can kind of stay somewhat quote unquote sharp as they'll say. But I don't think they'll play the full game, no. I don't think they'll do that. Yeah, the, the hybrid way is cl clearly the way they go. I remember, think it was Brian Billick on Tom's show way early in the season when, when Tom had a, had a righteous take about the Bengals. Why are they not playing these preseason games? And they come out, obviously, and go 0-2. And, and then Brian Billick said, well, you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you play these preseason games and someone gets banged up and then you go into the, the postseason, you know, down a guy. And you're just wondering, well, that was pretty dumb to play this game. That meant nothing. But on the other end, if you if you don't play it at all and you, you come in in the first half, you look sloppy in the postseason game, then you then you look like a jack wagon of a coach for, for not keeping your guys ready to play. And Brandon, Brandon is right. They played a full season. It's not like they're coming off eight months of rest after a Super Bowl. Like they, they've, they've been battle tested this year. But Rowdy, every lap with the Super Chat saying that they would play Chase to get 40 yards to get – a thousand yards on the season. Do the the John Harbaugh with ball with uh, Lamar getting him that rushing record? That's right. Does T have a thousand yards? How many does T have? Because T's played every game. I think T's already over a thousand. I was gonna say he's played every game. They count the yards from the other day. I don't do know you think? Do you think that this he had means a, he had the one catch? But do you think this means a lot to the? I mean, I guess we'd have to ask the players, and I'm sure it depends on who you ask, but. You know, in a situation where you tell a guy he's got to sit and he's 20 yards short of 1,000, do you think there's some animosity there? Honest to goodness truth, do you think there's animosity there if the coach is like, no, I don't care what you say, you're not going out? Well, well, last year, last year Jamar Chase played the final week until he broke the, the rookie, rookie record, record, Yeah, if you remember that. So this is nothing new for Jamar Chase going into last week. But, yeah, you don't want to be, you don't want to be the guy that would be like, man, I want to get my stats up, right? But – you also, it does mean something to you to have a thousand yard season. Now, this is my only counterpoint to the rest. Because of the situation that happened with DeMar Hamlin going down, obviously the, the toll it's taken on, on the coaches, the players, do you want to get back out there and play to just feel normal again so you don't go into the playoffs? Yeah. And if you're Joe Burrow and, and you're Jamar Chase, that isn't your first time since witnessing that happen. I mean, you got to, and T. Higgins, I mean, we've talked about T throughout the day. I mean, the toll this has taken on their mental health and, and it being so abnormal. If you take add another abnormal feature, don't play in a game, and then your first game back is the biggest game of the year in the playoffs. I, I didn't think about that until we started talking about it, but I think that's something that they'll certainly think about too. Maybe they don't play the whole game. Maybe they play a half a game, like you said. Uh, you just changed my mind on that. I, I, I actually – you have to play now. I mean, right, the, the, the idea that you literally don't play in a football game, the very first snap that you take – after that situation, 
being a playoff game is absurd and ridiculous. Like, there's play. no way that you can't not play. So now it's the question of how long do you play? And at this point, I think they, in my opinion, I know I've had this take for a long time. They need to rest. They need to rest. I think they got their rest, right? Yeah. Like, they've got their rest. They, they, they've, they, for all intents and purposes, got a bye week this past week. And now you just go play football, right? I don't think you just play, play the whole damn game. Now, if the Bengals win and the Chargers win, I believe, then that means that they'll be welcoming the Ravens in the postseason game because then the Ravens would fall down to the sixth seed. The Bengals are the three, so that would be back-to-back weeks of playing the Ravens. I don't know how you tiptoe around that as a decision-maker. Like, do we want to play the Ravens? Do we not want to play the Ravens? I mean, I feel like, obviously, the thought is that the Bengals are better than the Ravens, but do you want to – you drag it out against a hardball AFC North team two straight weeks in a row? No. Probably no. not. No. But if the alternative is to play Justin Herbert, is that any better? I mean, I can uh, – I'm not going to speak for, for teams' front offices and coaches and players. I mean, they look at scenarios, but we look at it way more than they give a damn about it. I mean, obviously, they want the easiest path to the playoffs, but they feel right. like they or to the Super Bowl, but they feel like they can beat anyone in the playoffs. But yeah, I mean, I I think they're going to do what's best for them to have that momentum going into the postseason. And I do think, you know, I can't speak for T. Higgins, but I have to imagine he's shaken up by everything that's happened, and it's going to be different when he lines up for the first time and runs a slant across the middle. It's going to be different. So. Getting back out there, getting your feet wet again, even though he's done it a million times, he's never done it after what not just him but his whole team witnessed on Monday night. Rowdy every lap. How about Rowdy? Yeah, absolutely. Big time. Rowdy? Super yeah, chat. Get Rowdy. Get Rowdy in the chat. We're going to get Rowdy for Rowdy. He said the Bengals have never had a pair of wide receivers get 1,000 yards in consecutive seasons, which, of course, would happen if Jamar Chase gets 40 yards this Sunday. Think about that for a second. Think about all the wide receivers that the Bengals have had in their – their brief history, I mean, Jed Johnson and T.J. Hushmanzada at the same time, Chris Henry sprinkled in there, um, Pickens, um, Peter Warwick, Chris Collinsworth, all these great wide receivers have never had a pair go back-to-back season with 1,000 yards. It's something. Here it is. Quarterback. It is. 40 yards. Need to play this week. Man. Yeah. NFL playoffs? NFL playoffs. What do you got so, for us? The other thing is, what, what, what games this week – are meaningful to the playoffs. So we got the Packers and the Lions, right? Win and get in? Win and get it's in? It's win and get in for the Packers. It's win and hope for the Lions. I think they need the Seahawks to lose. So, the, okay. The other big game is the a, the AFC North. But the, by that point, though, they would know, right? Because, yeah. yeah. So it will be a win and in game if the Seahawks lose. If yep. the Seahawks lose, that game will be a play-in game to the playoffs, yes. Okay. Winning in, yep. The other one's the AFC North, or South, rather. Yeah. The the Jaguars and the Titans is Ryan, – Ryan Tannehill's done, right? He's done for the year. Yeah. So it's Malik Willis playing against Trevor Lawrence. Are they in Nashville? Wait, is it not Dobbs? No. I thought, I thought Willis was out, too. Oh, wow. Well, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Sayo's going to get on that. He'll let us know in a second. Touchdown favorites at home against the Titans. Man. I, Who would have thought that? We, you guys would have thought that. You guys were on that. Yeah, I, Jaguars. I actually had a take. Go ahead. Yeah, Josh Dobbs, the old Tennessee quarterback, is. So Malik Willis is hurt. 
Yes. Or he's at least out. I don't know why. It's either I, hurt or they're not going to play him. I'm not sure. Man, they dry, that was a first-round pick, wasn't it? Second-round pick? Uh, He was second or third. I think he was – I think it, he was third because Desmond Ritter was the second-drafted quarterback, right? He was – I think he was a later-round pick, right? Like, this NFL draft was class weird, for the quarterbacks, quarterbacks. Were, were, like, one of the ones where, like, everyone was like, we don't like anybody. Kenny Pickett was the one that yeah, I third think round the Steelers pick. was third round. So, Is Kenny Pickett, Pickett – what is Kenny Pickett good? Um, Spicy. He reminds me of the scrappy player um, that when you go and you play at the men's rec league, that really gets after it defensively. Me. Not so. I don't know if he's good, but I would say they're ser he's serviceable. Is that you know, fair? You know what? Uh, he's he Ryan Tannehill, but maybe not as good as Ryan Tannehill. He kind of reminds me of Baker, in that. He doesn't have a whole lot of talent there, but he can. He has a mentality about him that when when it comes to crunch time, you're kind of like, all right, let's get it to Kenny. Like Kenny's gonna win us this ball game. And Baker had that about him, right? I mean, like, you watch the game and you're like, man, they're gonna win this game, or not because of Kenny Pickett or Baker Mayfield, but because of the team they have around him. But when it, it's crunch time, they can still win you the ball game. How is he wearing? Gloves on both hands. Kenny Pickett. He looks like a created Madden Wild. player. Looks like a created Madden player. He does. It's crazy. I mean, he's throwing the ball with a glove on his hand. I don't know how. He, in the NFL, the small hands too. He's. You think they think they're sticky? Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, you wonder if that's a sticky thing. Want to get a little more I mean, grip? Get some grip in there. We speculated on Kenny Pickett's gloves. They're they're doing some. I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it to Pittsburgh. Emperor, Emperor, Emperor chimes in on the chat and says, not as good as Ryan Tannehill's a ringing endorsement. <laughs> That's how I feel, man. I, I, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it's good or bad or indifferent that, that I'm comparing you to Ryan Tannehill. I'm just saying that's what comes to mind. To, to be fair to this last draft class, it came off the heels of a great quarterback draft class between, you know, Burrow and – yeah. Burrow um, to uh, Jalen, all of them. So I you were about to Burrow, Burrow. <laughs> well, Burrow. Burrow's, Burrow's the best. Herbert yeah. as well. This next draft class is going to be good, right? Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. Our guy. Will Levis. Our guy. Will Levis. That's Will, our guy, Reed. Will Levis. That's our guy. We've hitched our wagon to that. Will throughout. Levis. If you were listening to Not Too Picky all year, I, there's no going back from our Will Levis. Whoops. No, I listen. Hold on, hope to Will Levis. I mean, that's one of those situations where college can be a weird thing, right? You think a guy is not very good, um, but realistically speaking, it was just a lot of the things that surrounded Will Levis that made him look abysmal at times. I will say this: if you want to hold out hope for Will Levis, there was no better endorsement than the way Kentucky looked without Will Levis mm. playing against Iowa. Did they even score? Seriously, look. What was that? It was that the over under was like thirty two, and it hit thirty two, right? and it went under. I'm pretty sure of it. Oh man, lowest oh. under in college football history, and it went under. And it went under. Trace, by the way, I've been I've been on. I've I've never brought this up to you. Uh oh, oh boy. You bet the under in the Army Navy game. You bet the over. You bet the yeah. over. Yeah. Which no one does. That's an American thing to bet the under. That's and where you're wrong. No one bets the over. You are the only person I've ever known that's bet the over in that game. That's anti-American. No, I'm not, Paul. There's three things that we love in this country. Hot dogs, the 4th of July, 
in the under in the Army Navy game. Service Academy unders. It no. happens three times a year. It hasn't gone. It hasn't gone. It hasn't lost you money in what twenty years? Yeah, it was twenty years. Sixteen, and here, 16 and here's straight. Trace begging for points in the Army Navy game. Hey guys, let me tell you something. Hey, if you are an OG of a certain organization, a certain company, and you're a big fan of I know he does it. Cats. It pisses me off. Doesn't matter. You ride it. You ride it because at some point it's going to hit. It's just fun. You're rooting. Think about this. You're rooting for the men, maybe not the women unless there's a kicker, but you're rooting for the future of our armed forces to not be on the aggressive. To not be on the attack. Now you're gonna say, no, I want them to it's be a on war the war of attrition. That is yeah. not what we are in America. Don't we you want are them to defend our getters? We are go getters. This isn't about defending yeah. not just our country. It's a good well, spin. It's a very good spin, Paul, but I knew you were gonna come up with that off the fly. I would say we are very much the aggressor in this country. We don't sit around and wait for nobody. So the best defense is a good offense. Yeah, they're better spin zone than me. I can't believe you bet the. Do you game. guys? Did you guys come in here with this on the topic of NFL playoffs on the thread? I don't know how we. And I say it. you guys. I mean mostly Reed. Me. Did you come in here, and put that on there and not have a tab open on your browser of all the NFL playoff scenarios going into Week 18? Did not. No. Solid. Solid work. Man, believe it or not, in the NFL, there's there there's there's not a whole lot you can talk about right now. So. Yeah, the NFL playoffs, and with the lingering question that is over top of the playoffs, you really don't know what's going to happen. I'm just saying the fact that there are still two play games that are playing it in for the most part. The Seahawks are still holding on to hope that they, they can get in, but they need they need the Lions to win. And that's that's the playoff scenarios. Other than that, we're just looking at seeding. All three, two, two of the three spots in the, the wild card of the AFC are taken up. And we're just looking at the final spot. But Harbaugh. Harbaugh. You could take any job. Leader of men. If you're Harbaugh. First <laughs> off, is he, is he gone? Is he gone? Well, there were three different reports that he wanted to leave. So you have to feel like there's some legitimacy to that. But I feel like this is a, a running thing that we've done every year since he's been at Michigan. Is He's getting NFL looks. This is, he's gone for the NFL. This is it for him in the NFL. Then he always comes back. Is he gone? Like, does it feel different this time? Where else would he go besides Carolina? I'm trying to, th I'm, I'm asking a question. Where, what other job would he leave for besides Carolina that's going to be open? There was a report. Indianapolis. That, I, Indianapolis. Indianapolis. I feel like, I mean, he has his name in the, on the, the ring of honor there. So there's a report that the Broncos are looking, might offer him $20 million to be their head coach, which is, Double, double what any NFL coach makes. $20 million. $20 million? To be the Bron I mean, similar to what Steve Cohen's doing with the Mets. Yikes. And just blowing norms out of the water. Signing Harbaugh for $20 million will obliterate the coaching market here in the NFL. How, can, If you're a well-respected coach, can you go for anything less than that? I mean, currently coaches... Top out at, what, $8 million, $9 million? So what's his motivation to leave? Just that he can't win the national championship? He can't win the big one? He's got to get tired of it, right? Doesn't it's, like it's the recruiting? A it's a grind. College? It's a grind. It is a grind. 
I mean, the, you go back to Mike Tomlin a year ago when they when his name was floated around the USC, and he goes on immediately has a press conference. He's like, "Why the hell would I leave the NFL?" Would you rather be in Denver though with Russell Wilson? Well, yeah, I'd, I'd rather be. I know you got to recruit, but wouldn't you rather be at Michigan than having a coach Russell Wilson? Ah. Yeah, that's the thing with this whole situation is that if you're going to leave the Michigan job, which for all intents and purposes, he's done well enough there to buy himself years and years. Not that I don't even know if they would ever really fire him. You're going to fire him, obviously, if, if, if shit hits the fan, per se. But at the same time, what jobs do you really, really want, right? I mean, that's, that's the question of the day. And where can you go that you feel like you can theoretically win now? I think Indy is probably the closest, in my opinion, that would be that. Um, the Panthers actually don't look too bad of a spot, largely because of the division they play in, right? I mean, you got to look at that as well. Yeah. I don't know if I would want to come. I don't. I just don't think Denver's the spot. Not because of just Russ, but you also got to have to play against Andy Reid and Mahomes every year to get, you know, to win the division. And on top of that, the Chargers have Herbert. It's not a, That's a. That's a bad spot to be in as a head coach. I feel like. And then on top of that, you do have Russell Wilson. I mean, that's kind of the cherry on top per se, if you will. But um, the chat, the chat said, um, where, where was it at? Kenan Sensi said he needs to stay, needs to stay in Michigan. AJ Worse said Denver, which again, AJ, I can't disagree with that more. Alex did say Indy. And then, um, Rowdy Overlap says Dabo Sweeney makes 1 million or 11 million a year at Clemson to put 20 million in perspective with Denver. So Trace, let me ask you this question. Would you... Want to go to Denver because you can play against Patrick Mahomes? You talking about you talking about the, you. the division? I'm talking, you. I'm talking you personally. Why would it, yeah? Why would you, you want to go want play to coach against Patrick and Mahomes, exploit right? the system that he finds greatness in? Listen, there's a difference between obviously the Chiefs and the division that the Panthers play in, right? I mean. I can't sit here off the top of my head, list every single team within that division, but I do know that it's not very good. You got the, I know the Falcons are in there, and Saints, I know that Tampa Bucks. Bay is in there, and, and obviously, okay, the Saints. I'm just saying objectively looking at it, I wouldn't want to go into a division with, with the Chiefs. Specifically, I obviously said Mahomes instead of the Chiefs, so I apologize for that, Chet. And they also have Herbert. But my main point about Mahomes, and we're not going to get into this day, you guys always want to pull this trigger, <laughs> is that... It would almost be like this. Imagine yourself going into a room and let's say for say we're, 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 we're talking about cooking or something, right? And they're like, hey, this guy right here is the most amazing cook you could possibly ever have in the world. He's so unbelievable. You can't even, you can't even imagine. And then all of a sudden they start delivering all of the meals and you're like, ah, I don't know. When I look at it hard, he's not that much better than the other guy. And that's kind of how I feel about Mahomes. I think he's an incredible situation and an incredible perspective. The reason I hate him so much isn't because of him, per se. It's because of the way in which he's treated by everybody else. He does never get ridiculed. He never gets any bad press about how poorly he plays in the red zone. And then all of a sudden, you turn around, and the next week, he's the best player in the NFL. And all of a sudden, by the way, I don't want to lose thought of this really fast, chat. Um... I haven't heard anyone bring up the fact that Justin Fields is really, really good and he's going to be elite quarterback. Yeah, he's a good running back, but I haven't heard anybody talk about how unbelievable he can throw the football lately. I wonder why. Hey, Justin Fields broke the quarterback rushing record. 
and fewer games than play. That's what but happens when you put a running back at quarterback. Just saying. It's a real man. The Bears are so bad. They're so bad. He's the so, most exciting quarterback in the league, according to is. Tom Brenneman. He is the most ex- – hey, what – Patrick Mahomes and Justin Fields are the two most exciting quarterbacks in the league. You can't, you can't, you can't push back on that. What are the quarterbacks breaking 70-yard runs consistently? What are the quarterbacks flipping the balls over their back, back shoulder for touchdowns? Two most exciting quarterbacks in the league, bar none. The, the most exciting quarterback to me is— doesn't one, translate to wins well, in Chicago. That, I was going to say win. Winning. Winning is exciting for me. So, Hey, say what you want about Tom Brady. I've never heard him defined as exciting. <laughs> Live betting, Reed. Live betting, guys. So, what? Trace— this is more a question for you. You've been betting a long time gambler, and you've been doing it the way that the Romans did it back in <laughs> back in 24 AD. Same system for 2,000 years, and now it's been ga- it's been legalized for four days, and you've gotten to dip your toe into some live betting, and that that was what you've been looking for for the longest time. You said, "I can't wait to throw some live wagers on it." How awesome is it? It's electric. It needs to be. <laughs> it needs to be. Um, my responsible. My responsible brain needs to find a way to wrap my head around it because, again, when I usually have uh, gambled, it's been once a week on the NFL for the most part. Maybe sprinkle a college game in here from here to there, and and you know you throw a, you throw a unit down on it, and you have a specific amount of units that you're willing to put out every week, and you're good. Then all of a sudden you sit down last night and you got like eight college basketball games going on (laughs) and you're like, well, all right, I got a relatively decent amount of of a a bankroll there sitting in front of me of like, oh, if I lose 30 bucks here, no big deal, or 40 bucks here, no big deal, 50 bucks here, no big deal. And and, um, those all add up if you lose them all. So last night I... Probably did something I shouldn't have done, which I trusted the fact that Kentucky was going to find a way to cover spread. They did not, and um, that that kind of started my night off relatively poorly. But you didn't double down live on that game, did you? But what I have realized, what I have realized with the live betting, is that you really need to be watching the game to get a good feel on whether or not you should put money down on a live bet instead of just assuming that. The averages are always going to come out back to the medium or whatever term that phrase is, right? It's like, so Texas was down whatever they were down last mm-hmm. night, 20 points, and I took them at, like, getting 10. And I was like, dude, Texas is getting 10 to Kansas State. It's like, well, they're down 20 for a reason. That's the one thing I learned last night because <laughs> they yeah. didn't cover. They kept scrapping back. They got back to that 10 point, then just hovered around it, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, they got back there in a hurry. Yeah. But I feel like live betting is the ruin of so many people because you always watch a game and be like, man, I want to take this, this team that's favored their money line. And then it hits, and you're like, see, I would have won a bunch of money there. But you always got to remember, Vegas, they factor all that in, right? Like if you see Alabama in a college football game down two touchdowns in the second quarter, you're like, dude, let's hammer, let's hammer Alabama live. Then you go look at the live line, and they're down two touchdowns and still favored six and a half points against this team that yeah. they're supposed to beat. And you're like, oh, that makes – that makes sense then. Yeah. The the craziest thing with live betting, and I see Starscream asking, how does live betting work? It changes with every play. I mean, it changes in basketball with every turnover, every missed shot, every made shot. 
And it happens so fast that a lot of times when you're looking at the live odds, you don't even need to see the score with it. If you can just see that a team's odds went up or down, you know that the next time down the court, if you're watching a game on TV, yep. that team is going to make or miss their next shot. It's incredible how much the live line changes and how quickly it's it, it, it can do it. And I've done it before when I've been in Indiana. I've, I've talked about it a lot. Like I've gotten a lot of experience doing the live line, and I've hit it huge. I've also gotten bit badly. Last night I was – I – was not as confident in the second half of New Mexico as I was going into the game, but I took them live. I took them live at plus whatever they were. You plus, doubled down on the plus Lobos. 10, plus 104, I think, when they got – I was waiting for them to get down four or five. They got down five, and uh, I think I hit it right around the peak. The tough thing about the live line and live betting – and New Mexico did not win for anybody that, that I stayed up and watched. Um, I fell asleep. Uh, it was tough. Uh <laughs> And they were they were up seven at one point with like eight minutes to go. Uh, to tough scene. The worst part was that LSU. I was going back and forth, back and forth. What, what's Paul's pick of the day? There's no way Kentucky's covering this. They didn't. They didn't. And we we all we all hammered hammered yeah. Kentucky. And what 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 were they up ten by? Ten with six minutes to go. Seven minutes to go. LSU cut it to I'll three. Tell, I'll tell you. I wish there was a camera. We talked about the camera that was up here. I wish there was a camera on the look on my face when I came in here yesterday and I was like, come on, guys, LSU 10 and a half. I've already locked it in. Easy play tonight. Trace and Reed look at me. Oh, no, Paul. <laughs> the play is Kentucky. And my heart just sank because I know. I know. I've it hit, on the though. It, it did. It did. Kentucky's offense is terrible. Kentucky's got a lot of issues. They don't know what's going on on the offensive end. They damn near gave this game away. They were up four. They should have gave it away. on a three-point shot. Probably should have lost this game outright, but they, to their credit, scraped and clawed and won. This game doesn't move the needle at all for Kentucky. This is a uh, LSU team that was barely in the top 75. Um, not to diverge here from the live betting, but I, I could go on and on about Kentucky. I, I do think that they have started to at least recognize some of their issues, but they're not fixing them. Sheboy played all 40 minutes. Uh, credit to Jacob Toppin, went for over 20 again. But anyway, the live betting, yeah, there are, you can really hit it. Um, I'm trying to think of – I remember two years ago, it was one of the greatest live bets. West Virginia was down, I think, 19 to Oklahoma State mm -hmm. at Oklahoma State, and I got them at their peak for, like, peanuts to win a lot of money. Came back and won. Oh. Just a great feeling as you watch that team climb back from the depths. But there are other games where you think, like you said, you see that that favorite at plus money. And to to what you said too, Trace, when you're not watching the game and you can't get a feel of it, like maybe somebody got hurt, maybe something happened, and you just see, oh, like tonight, Villanova and Georgetown. Embrace the stink. Embrace the stink. Gosh. Ahoy is. Here's the thing. to save his job tonight. Quick, Here's quick the one thing I want to add to this. Really Starscream, you can bet on every yeah, pitch. Yeah, Starscream, you can bet on literally anything you want. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's absurd how many things you can bet on. You bet on the next they play have being figured a out a backs. way to make it to where if you are a degenerate, you can find a way to bet oh. on it. So really quickly, though, one, one thing I want to say about the 1-800-GAMBLER, obviously, like, we, we do take yes. responsible gambling seriously. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, shows obviously through Bedfred Sportsbook. You have to be 21 plus and live in Ohio to bet. That said, it is a form of entertainment. Like that genuinely last night when I was sitting there thinking to myself, late at night, like I burned through, I think it was like 50 bucks 
Um, and that was because I lost all three of my bets. Chances of me losing all three of them are probably pretty slim, regardless of who you pick. You just blindly pick. You shouldn't go 0-3. That said, when I was doing the live betting, I literally was sitting there uh, at night thinking, I'm in a Discord chat right now with a bunch of people that are just having fun, chatting about some stupid stuff the whole entire time, and I'm genuinely enjoying myself for three hours. If I went and spent 30 bucks anywhere to enjoy myself as much as I was enjoying watching those games and mm -hmm. having a chat in the Discord yep. for 30 bucks, I'd be like, let's go do that again tomorrow. And that's kind of how I feel about the whole thing. If you're trying to pay your rent and your mortgage with all of it, then you, know, then you need to call for help. But it is, a, it is a hell of a rush being in the Discord in a chat rooting on Kentucky to cover, and they didn't, but it was fun while it lasted. I sat in a bar last night with all three of my bets on three consecutive TVs, and it was fantastic. I'm a new better. This is fun. <laughs> but only, only like, you know, $5 here, $5 there. Uh, to Paul's point that he made a couple weeks ago, I might have to go back to cable because of live betting. Because I'm sitting there, and I put – I got Texas Tech plus 1,100 yeah, yeah. to come back, and then I saw like a made basket. Right. But then the odds had already changed. I'm like, oh, but guys, because I'm on YouTube TV. Well, See, the apps are faster we, regardless. Because right, right. But it's just so, like it's such a disadvantage when you have a streaming service. We've converted a gambler and a cable watcher. See, you know, I'm gonna be out of money. They all come crawling back. It's true. But parlays are electric. Same game parlays. Like I, like LSU. I had Shibway 17 and a half. LSU had to at least score 64 and a half. Bam, bam. And then they had to win. I had them on the money line, and they failed it on is, that. But it is fun for just – Texas Tech was the worst. Hoping for just random things to happen, like uh, Sheboy to get, like, 14 rebounds. Like, oh, that's 13. Need two oh, more. Let's go. Giannis like, screwed me out of a parlay last night. I needed him to score 30 and 13, and he had, like, 52 and 11. Oh, tough. Hey, but you hit a hockey one. Dude, I did. Say I, ho knows puck. Say ho. Pucks on that. Odd, odd, uh, odd score after one period. Rangers money line, and then some guy from Sweden to uh, score a goal. He wears number ninety three. You know, you know what I genuinely love about people that are just getting into ga gambling is they get on these sports books and they find the craziest bets, like Seho current score, <laughs> Seho betting an odd number of goal, an odd score. At the end of the first. at the end of the first period of a hockey yeah. game of the Rangers game, that that that's awesome. And then the 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 correct score, Casey does it too. Casey will. I'm gonna hit a correct score one day. Like two two sacks and a and a fumble. Oh no! Defensive player, you're just like oh god. Do what? you see the latest burner in here? Brandon oh, yeah. Sejo's mustache. <laughs> Love it. Gotta I, I will it. say this last night, boys. The system the system played. It was pretty well. I mean. It hit on a lot of bets. It just missed on the few that we were on, which is really disappointing because I don't know if you've seen our Seattle Kraken last night. They won five to two. They covered two and a half. Easy, boys. Easy money. I'm going to have to start looking around the other leagues. I'm going to have to start checking out the system in these well, other leagues because NHL, we might be on to something. And, I, and I, I rode the parlay in the Discord that you put in there. Um, like you said, you used the, the free bet on it. I did the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I, used, I used the free bet on it too. But – like on a on a more serious note about that parlay, like if you had just taken all of those straight up as picks as straight picks, then you're plus one point four units on the night. Which any time that you finish a night, plus. one positive units and two, at least one unit positive, well, that's a great night. What? Think about that. You go through a whole year, you're up one unit every day. 
It's good. You know, you know what we sound like in here a little bit? Man. We do sound like degenerates, which maybe we are. We also maybe sound like people that need some help. I promise you that we're responsible. Having said that, what we also sound like are the guys at the gas station uh, that are scratching the scratch-off tickets right next to the machine. Some of them don't even scratch them off. They just scan those damn things. This is way better them. than scratch-offs. They literally so. buy the roll. They're like, hey, I'll take... $20 on two and 10 on five. They get their things and they go over there and they just start scanning them. They don't even waste their time on scratching them. We're, we're, we're starting to slowly migrate towards that group of people. So we need to keep an eye on that. But I will say um, it's wildly more entertaining than scratch-offs. And you have much better odds than scratch-offs and Kino. So we are... You know, somewhat more responsible than those. Kino catching a stray there. Kino just catches. <laughs> that a stray. pains my heart. But blackjack too. I mean, like I love playing blackjack, but I just barely played any last year because I kept thinking to myself, in a year we're gonna have sports betting in Ohio, and I don't want to waste my money on chance when I can give myself at least a shot to win. Right, this. Use your use your brain, and use sir your boy. Brain get in the here. Discord if you want uh, gambling advice, speak, or if you want to get speak. in the Discord, sir boy. Yeah. So. A phrase, so we have so many words for money in the English language. The phrase that is so commonly referred to for money in gambling is coin. Throw a little bit of coin on that. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to plead a case for something else. You know what phrase I like for money? I like calling it scratch. Like, I got some scratch on that one. I got, I got a little bit of scratch. Can we, can we, can we, can I, can we start saying scratch? scratch? Like, I'll throw a little bit of scratch on that live money line. I've never heard that, but I'm in. Never heard. I got some spare scratch. Like, I got some scratch. Yeah. What's the term used when you start to put words together that have the same first letter? Again, like English, not a good language. Jolly Jolly's telling oh, me, hey, um, no more double negatives. Jolly Jolly, I got news for you. I'm going to do my best, but there's no guarantees. But you know what I'm talking about. When you Say it again. Where it's, they you, go in a it's rhythm? Like a, yeah, they go in a rhythm. It's like the first letter is the same oh, on um, a couple different things that you would traditionally say. Maybe the chat will help us out. Maybe they will not. On this but you know what I just thought of? Paul likes to use the term sprinkle. I think we should start sprinkle, saying, yeah, let's, let's sprinkle a little scratch on that. Let's go. You know sprinkle what I'm saying? Scratch, we'll sprinkle I scratch. like that idea, reader. Trademark that. Yeah. We, we, we sprinkled a little scratch on, on Texas Moneyline when they were down 20. Just a little bit. And, and let me tell you what, and I just put this in the chat. Tonight is last Alliteration, had, Alex. That's what it we was. Had Alex, thank you. Man. We had a ton of fun in the, uh, in the uh, Discord last night. A ton of fun tonight. UConn at Providence. Ooh, don't steal it from me. Duke at NC State. Oh. Illinois Northwestern. That's kind of a Debbie Downer. Penn State in Michigan. Low key. Penn State fiery this year. Penn State having a great season. TCU at Baylor. Missouri at Arkansas. Is Missouri for real? Arkansas plays a fun game. We have another, another fun night in the Discord coming tonight. Any uh, Australian hoops? I'm sure we can find you some. <laughs> All right, so here's here's what it is. So everyone, this is a show sponsored by Betfred Sportsbook. So everyone has their quote unquote locks of the night, picks of the night. Similar to how these NFL people kept saying in the hunt for for years, they started figuring out different ways to say in the hunt. Well, we're gonna call it on here instead of picks of the night, locks of the night. We're gonna go in the vault. We're in the vault. So. Everyone, let's get it. Let's get a pick going. I know. I know. We've already looked at the lines a little bit. I'll start us off. You mentioned the games tonight. I'm not even looking at the system that we keep it to. I saw UConn minus four and a half going to Providence. Tough place to play. But UConn team coming off of a loss. 
I like them to win that game. I like them to win that game and cover. So Trace has his system that he's talked about a lot. I have a system that I look at for college basketball. It's just college basketball, so I don't have any any problem talking about this. Um, if you if you're familiar with Ken Palm, um, I I use Ken Palm. It's bookmark on my computer. I use it. It's it's very accurate. It's one of the best ways to look at at college basketball uh, just data. They predict the every game. Every game in college basketball it gives an automated prediction. And it gives uh, a, a, a final score prediction as well. When I see lines that are two points off, that throws up a red flag in my head. Mm-hmm. It, it, like, let's say the score for tonight, which is why I'm bringing this up. UConn is predicted to win this game tonight, 74 to 68. Well, let's do the math. That's six points. It's not four points. So take it, is what you're telling me. I, I initially, when I saw it off the rip, I was like, oh, Providence at home at the Amp. It's not the dunk anymore. It's lost its luster. It's the Amp now. Amica Mutual luster. Pavilion. Yeah. The line has moved since I've since we started this What is this it show. now? Five and a half. Oh, I don't like that. All now, that's the back money, up to the regular line. All the money's on Providence. Yeah, that doesn't surprise. Wait, all the money's on Providence and went in UConn's way? Yeah. Oh, boy. Huskies. Wow, I really thought Providence. Let's take would, UConn. I thought really, I really thought Providence would get it done tonight, but I guess not. <laughs> that's my, that's my in the vault. Wow. All right. Uh, well, my pick of the day on the on the rebound rundown. Um, thanks to everybody that's that's tuned in, subscribe, listen. That show's grown pretty well over the last uh, month or so with college basketball. So since we signed this deal with Betfred, um, if you are into gambling, my last segment of the show. It's a ten minute every day in your podcast inbox every morning. Daily college basketball show. My last segment of the day now is Paul's pick of the day, or I'm just giving one pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, my pick today was Penn State over Michigan. I think I'm – let me go back and see where I got that line last night. I got it plus three and a half. Um, I, I, I don't trust Michigan. This is a game where Michigan could win by 50, but they're just not consistent. I, I don't realistically mean they'll win by 50 because Penn State's a very good team. Penn State – uh, Good shooting team, right? Penn State can fill it up. Um, they are the 18th best three-point shooting team in the country. Uh, they shoot their free throws exceptionally well, which goes back to the end of the game scenarios. Michigan, um, not a great defensive team. They don't really do anything all that well on offense, except they take care of the ball really well. They don't mm-hmm. turn the ball over a lot. So I'm going Penn State plus three and a half. Trace. You looked at the abacus. You looked at your algorithm, everything you've got in the quote-unquote system. What's it, what did it spit out? I have not looked at the system today, to be fair. It's, um, it's one of those situations where today has been a, has been a yeah, little bit of a got thrown in the, of a, got thrown off of the bench. hectic day. Yeah, and I, have a, I will also forecast something that I don't want to be uh, morbid or be disappointing here towards the end of the show. My dog is not doing well at all. Oh, no. Um, no. I am forecasting the fact of me having to do something relatively soon with that situation. I'm trying my best to hold that all together with that. And we all do need to do a job and we do need to do a daily show. So what that looks like with me in the next day or two, I don't know. I just know that when I left the house today, it was very bad. And um, I'm going to deal with it because we all do those things in life. We have to deal with things that we don't want to. But um, so there might be a chance that I'm not here Maybe Friday. We'll see. I, I got to figure out the situation, but I'll at least like kind of, I don't want that to be like a, a blindside hit coming uh, this week, but I'm kind of 
formally trying to work myself through that thought process. I've had this dog for a really long time since I was in college, so it's not going to be fun. But uh, we'll see how it goes. Not to try to be a Debbie Downer. That's not how this should be. I don't want everybody yeah. to be a feel sorry for me or nothing like that. But um, but nonetheless, there might be a, a weird situation where I go missing for a short amount of time, and that's the reason why, more than likely. And until then, um, you know, it's like I said, I don't want to make it sound like it's done deal, but I have a bad feeling about it. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see what it. happens tonight. Maybe I'm missing on the Discord. Maybe I'm not. But um, but well, good if luck. I find some picks, good luck I will share to them. you and Bentley. Brandon, are you in the Discord? I am. Yes. Okay. Should I start sending uh, my well, puff, just, puff just, picks of the night? We just yeah. Don't send do. us like thirty picks. Just gotta find something. You're no, really no. Like. I'll just send one. I'll I'll do thirty on my own responsibly. Well, for just, for, for fifty cents or a dollar. Chat. That's right. Um, yeah. what's your pick, Brandon? You got one for us tonight? Yeah. Yeah. I know you love. Oh, that. I, I I've been looking. I just I I, I haven't sticks out. Yeah, I haven't picked one yet. I was going through. Uh, there's a soccer match. Where, I didn't realize that you could literally like get, you can gamble on anything. You can gamble on how many corners are in the first forty-five minutes, like in the first half of a soccer match. It's good stuff. Yeah, that's good insane. Stuff. That is insane. Like I said, you would find that new gamblers always find all these these. Uh, well, last night I was betting crazy. on the uh, St. John's to uh, to make threes on on possessions, and I was two for two. There it is. Oh, this love is awesome. it, Brandon. That was love awesome. it, Brandon. This is awesome. <laughs> All right, I got two. I got two more things tonight on college Sling basketball. It. Sling it. One, Reed mentioned it a minute ago. Don't be afraid to embrace the stink. Sometimes I don't know if I can do that, Matt. Georgetown. I don't know if I can plus do nine at Villanova. I haven't mm. mentally decided if I'm going There's to actually no way they do this that. or not. But I have not seen one single person. Except one person in the chat, Mike Schmaltz, who is on Georgetown. Schmaltzy's a sharp better, too. Schmaltzy was all over last night. Schmaltzy, throw it. Let me tell you what. Schmaltzy is going to come out, and for people in the Discord, you'll know what I'm talking about. He's going to start throwing winners around. And when Schmaltzy is going to suggest one very specific sport that he is very familiar with. You take he, it. You listen. He, he will hit at an unbelievable rate. You listen. He covered last night on an eight-and-a-half-point underdog by, like, 24 points. <laughs> oh, my God. It's unbelievable. The man is sharp. So get in the Discord for that. But Georgetown and then the other one, if you want a late one, stay up with me. I'll be on it. Colorado State, Nevada. God, don't bet on the Rams. 10.30 FS1, Sorry, baby. Let's go. You're going to be popular with Brendan. Let's go. All right. So that was in the vault. Let's get to Wheel of Lunch unless Here's Trace has one. <laughs> Here's the thing about the Wheel of Lunch. Uh-oh. I can, you don't know how to put up on the I, screen? I can probably make this happen, but I would just suggest that we don't do it because there's another thing that's going on right now, which is I have a guy outside with Safe Flight Auto <laughs> fixing my windshield. Okay. I just got a text that he's done, so I'm going to have to go. We the chances get... of you guys figuring out how to put the wheel of lunch in here, I know, are Slim. next to zero. I don't even know how to turn off the well, stream. No, no, so. no, no. So, click the thing. Click what thing? Oh, 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 it's a website. Never mind. He didn't yeah, set it's it a, up. Yeah, it's a, it's a website. So, I mean, I could, I, I would generally say this. If I'm here Friday, Casey's not available to have it done, I will prepare like I'm in this seat. Um, hopefully, Casey's feeling well by then. If he's not, that's okay. We don't want him to come back until he feels great. Um, but I will have a wheel lunch Friday for sure. Um, but we'll figure it all out. There's a lot of moving parts right now. It seems like, it seems like we have not had our... Uh, our, uh, what do they call it, C-Legs or, or, or A-Team together 
uh, for what seems like a week and a half, two weeks. Tom's been out, and then, and, then, Christmas, and then obviously we've all kind of been shuffling around, figuring it all out. But you know what? Hey, that's what good teams do. They find ways to win when you're, uh, when you're not at your best, right? Isn't that what they say? Casey's Absolutely. best friend in the chat, Thomas, shows melting down without my boy. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. One, Casey, Casey threw in a super chat earlier. One more, one more, one more. Sorry. Oh DePaul. DePaul. DePaul tonight. DePaul. The, the bottom two in the Big East tonight. DePaul and Butler. Casey is a glue guy. Starscream said, is Casey the glue? Absolutely is a glue guy. Yeah. So we'll finish it up by just saying, let's just go get McAllister's. Wow. I'm, I mean, you're not going to. I mean, you're speaking my language there. I've been, it's been I've on the wheel begging to go I'll there go for Calisters. weeks. All right. All right. See you guys. This has been Box Lunch, sponsored by Brett Fred Sportsbook. Thanks, guys.